This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Have retaken the lead. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. <laughs> Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. For a second there, I was like, listen, I get it. It's an exciting division, but where did everybody go? No one wants to talk about Tannehill, Malik Willis, Will Levis? I mean, that's no. not going to bring you back? I got nervous there for a second. I was like, hey, was it something I said? Yes. AFC South. Not uh, not the we most exciting division. But at some <laughs> point, we all have to talk about it. So, yeah. So which... I, I, we Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, which which team do you want to go with? What What do we think the real competition here is after Jacksonville? That's the question. Is there... Because I think I would just be BSing if I came up with one because I don't truly right. believe in my heart that another team other than the Jaguars is winning this division. Well, then, yeah, I hear you. Uh, maybe there's value on minus 160 for the division. Well, But let's see. Let's see. So the odds at BetMGM are saying that the answer to that question is the Tennessee Titans. And because they are the second favorite plus 350, I think that price is a joke. What? These Titans? Are you kidding me? I can't get better than plus 350 on the Titans to beat the Jaguars in the division? Okay. Uh, let's see. Some have the win total at 7.5. I see, I see a lot of 6.5s out there. So they're going to groom Will Levis, not buying into Malik Willis. They go for Levis in the second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they still have Tannehill, but you know, how many games is he going to play? That's... That's the question right now. Um, They closed last year, losing their last seven games with some combination of Tannehill, Willis. Oh, God, those Dobbs games were so bad. Like, it was painful to watch. Uh, Yeah, this team's going to win. Okay, where are your receivers? I guess their number one is Traylon Burks, I guess. And it's a bunch of no-namers after that. Um, You're still going to lean on Derrick Henry? How much longer is that going to last? Okay. Um, their offensive line is, you know, PFF calls them the worst in football, and it's hard to disagree. They drafted Peter Skaronsky, uh with their first selection out of Northwestern. It, it looks like he's going to project a guard. I, I like uh, the coach in Vrabel, but I don't like much else. <laughs> I, think, I think they're going to stink. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's hard for me to make a case for them. If you're playing the win total, they do get Houston late in the season twice. So if you're whatever you're doing, that that could decide it over or under. I'm just like, what are they doing at quarterback? When's Will Levis gonna 
come in and, and start playing? At what point? Because no. otherwise, it's just going to be a quarterback carousel like it was last year, and that's when they ended the season losing how many consecutive games. So it feels like that's what we're looking at with Tennessee again. That Joe, you're right. I think plus three fifty. Like this should be closer to where the Colts are at plus five fifty, yeah. something like that. I, I just think three fifty is way too short. That I would not touch that number at all based on the roster that this team has heading into the season. I mean, outside of Derrick Henry, who is getting up there in age uh, for a running back, they don't mm-hmm. have a whole yep. lot of talent here. It's going to be a long None. year. For I mean, Chelsea. Chelsea is going to be arguing with Ian McMillan online <laughs> all season long because the Titans are going to stink. Can the Titans be the worst team in the division? I think they can be. Uh, do you look at their roster? <laughs> yes. I mean, how yeah. many years are they going to run it back with Derrick Henry? This guy just can't continue to carry the team year after year after year. It's almost like, what are we doing right now? It's ridiculous. Get this guy some help. And the, and where else do they have talent? Nowhere. <laughs> this this entire segment is going to be us trashing everybody with the Jacksonville Jaguars, isn't it? And I think that's fair. I, mean, I would listen. I would bet on the Houston Texans before I would bet on the Tennessee Titans to win the division. I think. No, I mean. Bad- your your point about Levis is dead on, because you know with injury that's you don't want that. But they, I think they got an answer on Malik Willis, and we see where he is on the depth chart, QB three, and by taking Levis. That told you everything that you wanted to know about their opinion on Malik Willis. Like, they saw enough. Like, they're going to need to get that answer or start to get some clues this year on Will Levis. And the question is, how long are they going to wait before giving him some playing time? But, you know, it was a good thing. It was so they can move forward as an organization so they don't walk into another year. Well, Malik Willis, we don't really know what we have there. Like, no, they probably saw enough. And they're like, he's not going to be our QB1 so let's make another move. Let's let's keep taking some shots at this position until we get it figured out. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to the Colts uh, at plus 550. So now they have Gardner Minshew, uh, followed by um, they decided to draft <laughs> Anthony Richardson. Some question marks there, but hey, with rookie quarterbacks, you just never know, at least. I feel like Gardner Minshew is the type of dude who could probably um, – He'd be more of a leader, I think, and helpful in that quarterback room, whereas some quarterbacks are kind of selfish. They're probably like, yeah, I'm not going to help you so that you can take my job. I see Menchu as someone who would probably be more of a mentor to Anthony Richardson. So it'll be interesting to see how that you know, pans out. And then you've got Jonathan Taylor. Is he going to stay healthy? It's kind of like the Derrick Henry thing there. Just not a lot to get excited about here either. I mean – they're the Titans and Colts odds real. I mean, Kate said it, they should be the same or similar in my opinion. Yeah. I, yeah, it feels like we guy Kate. It just feels like these are two similar teams in terms of what we've got working. I mean, Minshew coming in as, as quarterback, but Anthony Richardson, when is he going to be on the field? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you work in a rookie quarterback midway through the season? If that's what they do. And then, Around him, I mean, Jonathan Taylor and and uh, Derrick Henry. 
both running backs that are just basically carrying these two offenses. I am kind of interested to see what Shane Steichen can do as head coach now, offensive coordinator for the Eagles last year coming over. I mean, he Jalen Hurts took a big step last year under Steichen as his host. Maybe Anthony Richardson, he can learn from Steichen and grow in that sense. But again, coming in as, as a rookie, He's probably not starting. At what point do they turn to him and hand the reins over? And is he able to be successful midway through the season? Yeah, I, I think it's going to happen quicker than, than it happens down in Tennessee. I actually like the Colts a bit better. Uh, the change with mm. Shane Steichen as, uh, as the head coach, and I assume he's going to be calling plays. Uh, that's, you know, that, that's what he has seen in the past, so I'm sure that's going to continue. They, they made a big move. They took a big swing with Anthony Richardson. And because of the ceiling mm-hmm. there, um, I, I I would buy into the Colts a little bit. So, obviously, you bring in Jalen Hurts' coach, and now he's the guy, and then you bring in Anthony Richardson. So the assumption is that style of play is going to be somewhat similar from what we saw out of Jalen Hurts last year. We shall see. Offensive line, usually not a big concern. They're not what they once were. But, you know, I, I like some the group of receivers that they put together with Pittman and Pierce. They bring over Isaiah McKenzie. He'll be a contributor. And you still do have Jonathan Taylor. So, I mean, this is yeah. a Colts team that, that could have had a much better record. Like, the upgrade at quarterback, Matt Ryan was done. Like, he was beyond done. He started half the season. Then they go to Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger is going to be their QB3 this year. So they're going to – up. I I think we're going to see in the end an upgrade at that position, even though it might take some time here for Anthony Richardson. They lost by one point to Washington. They lost by one point to Philadelphia. Like, they could have had a much better record than what they did. And – Every year, I feel like there are a couple of instances where you see that rookie head coach bump. And I'm wondering if this is the spot we end up seeing. I, I don't think mm-hmm. Richardson's going to sit that long. I mean, there's, there was a lot of chatter about how raw he is as a talent, and maybe he should sit out a full year. That's a lot of talk. Teams love to talk about that. But they don't like to draft a guy. Boy. I think they're gonna they're gonna get Richardson out there, uh, maybe sit a month or two, and then he'll start. That's what playing. I was thinking. But but yeah. I'd I'd be more willing to buy into the Colts and the Titans. And you look at the first four or even the first half of the season, like maybe there's a better spot if they lose, you know, early to get a little, even maybe even a little better number on the Colts. Like they they start against the Jags, then they've got Houston, then the Ravens. We're all expecting the Rams to be bad, but with bad teams, you just never know which one's going to win, you know, and then you've got uh, the Titans division game. Those are always tough. And then the Jags again, the Browns, Saints, Carolina, New England. So they could get off to a rough start and you might even just wait. I don't think there's a rush compared to when you look at the Jags schedule. It's like, oh, they're just... They're going to have a hot start, so I don't know when you're going to bet it and get a good number. The second half of the season just might be three rookie quarterbacks in this division. Between Richardson, Levis, and Stroud all playing in the second half of the season. There's going to be a lot of wins available, and it's just a matter of how it's going to fall. I mean, somebody's going to win some of these games, and that's Mm -hmm. why the win total is just about the same. Six and a half for the Colts. Uh, depending where you go, six and a half or seven and a half for the Titans. And then on the Texans, 
it's a mix of uh, BetMGM, I think, has five and a half, and elsewhere you can find six and a half. Uh, Lovey Smith, did he screw the organization over with a win in the last week? Maybe. <laughs> But they think oh they have their quarterback of the future in C.J. Stroud, and it looks like he's going to be starting day one. So is this the worst division in football? Because there's a lot of talk that the NFC oh, yeah. South is the worst division, but this feels like it's by far the worst. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, aside from Trevor well, Lawrence and the Jags, the there's not a lot to get excited about after that. It's a, it's a big drop-off, unless there's some surprises that – uh, we're not seeing, I'm not overly excited about this division besides the Jags. Yeah, but the NFC South doesn't have a Jacksonville. That's the thing. Hey, Jacksonville could be a scary good team. And there's nothing in the NFC South. It's just all straight trash right now, right? The Tampa, Carolina, Atlanta, New Orleans. I mean, somebody's going to win games and have a decent record, but I... <sighs> Yeah. If we're talking two through four, I think there's no question that the AFC South is the worst. I agree with that point. It's just that Jack Hoodville's there. So maybe they can, they can be all right. Um, is there a re what are we doing with, with Houston? We doing anything? D'Amico Anybody Ryan's, interested in win total? That's yeah. The only thing that has me excited is D'Amico Ryan's for this Texans team. Surely he'll be doing something to make them better, but the talent that they have now you're talking about another rookie quarterback. Ugh, just not a lot to get excited about. I guess Will Anderson as well. So no rookie quarterback in Texas history has ever thrown for more than 3,000 passing yards in their first season. Stroud's passing prop is set at 3,400 right now. So he could be the first to go over that. I mean, David Carr back in 2002, rookie, didn't 2,500. Deshaun Watson, he only played, yeah, right? Seven games, 1,600. Davis Mills has the franchise record as a rookie in passing yards. Like, that's not saying a whole lot here. So Stroud could. That could be a market to look at for Stroud. He's going to be chasing in a lot of games. Uh, his weapons, they have Robert Woods there, Nico Collins, and John Mechie. A lot of yuck, right? I mean, Robert Woods, people, what is he, 86 at this point? Like on his 15th <laughs> different team? Um, yeah, I mean, they're going to be passing late. You would expect them to be trailing. But, uh, yeah, Will Anderson, uh, for everything that they gave up for Will Anderson, like, he's got to be J.J. Watt. Like, it was ridiculous, the haul that they gave up. Mm -hmm. This is going to take some time, and they're acting like this is their over-the-top move. You trade for Will Anderson, and now we're going to be great. Uh, there, there's not a lot around him defensively. You got Derek Stingley in the, in the secondary, but outside of Will Anderson, there's not much there. So this is going to take some time. I... Man, I, I think there are some interesting numbers that you can come up with as far as when you figure out the, the order of the division, you start with Jacksonville, and if you were to throw any combination at me, I wouldn't shout it down of the rest of it. Like, if you were to say Titans last place, kind of mix it in, maybe the Texans finish second or the Colts finish second, like, I, I would believe anything that were to happen after Jacksonville. Yeah, I guess also a, the good thing for the Texans is, like, all that drama with the Sean Watson is gone. Like, they're far, further removed from all that to have that kind of clean slate feeling. They've got some new pieces with a tremendous upside. So, 
I think in terms of maybe the players buying in and having something to feel excited about, that's there where it hasn't been lately. I mean, the Texans have not won more than four games in the past three seasons. There's a reason for oh, that. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. It's Talk about like there's a shift PU. Houston, but yeah, when is it going to come? Probably not this season either. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Up next, our Gators are in the College World Series. I cannot wait for us to take a little victory lap. We dive in next right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.